Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. joining in on this week's episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. My name's Josh, and uh, I'm excited to be here with you all, be here in the studio. It is late at night here in Franklin, Tennessee, Um, and, you know, I'm thankful for this new format that we we started, this video format, because it allows you to kind of see see me and see our guests and get a better feel. Hopefully you feel like you're in the studio. Uh, when you're watching these podcasts, if you're just listening, uh, just a, just continue as normal. Um, our, our podcasts are available on Spotify, Apple Music, or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of those formats. So um, if that's how you want to consume the podcast, please be our guest and continue doing that. We appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to these and, and support the show. And I want to take a minute to thank you guys for the support that you've you've given me personally and, and, and my family as well. Um, your support is why we're able to do this podcast. And so if you want to become a, a member, a, a partner with us here at the show and with the Katinas, the best way to do that is to visit the Katinas.com and uh, on their website, you'll find a gift button and it'll take you where you need to go to do that. So thanks in advance for doing that. Um, as you can see, I'm joined by a guest today. It's his second time here on the show, I believe. Yes, sir. Uh, first time with the camera, and so I'd like to welcome him. Tere, thanks for being here, bro. Thanks for inviting me, bro. It's yeah. nice to be here. Of course, man. And uh, you're you're part of the reason why we're able to do this on, on video now. You you came over a couple week, weeks ago and showed me uh, the basics with the camera, which I'm still learning. Yeah. I will say, dude, like... I guess it's probably like this with anything, but there's a lot to learn when it comes to just using a camera. Oh, yeah. I know it probably seems, to me, it was like, oh, I'm just going to have a camera, I'll press record and upload it to YouTube, and I wish it was that simple. It's a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, there's, it's, it's crazy because even, even like me, I, there's still a lot of things I don't know. Uh, I just know like the bare minimum, like literally I just know enough so that we can press record yeah. and get it up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's the great, like the crazy thing is, the more expensive the camera gets, the more features it yeah, has, and yeah. the more complicated it gets. It's just, yeah, it's just complicated yeah. overall. No, I've definitely like, I've gained, or a, a lot of respect has been gained by um, people who like work professionally with cameras and like filmmakers and even like. Basically, anyone who has anything to do with film, like I respect them a lot because it's a, 
it's definitely more than just pressing record. Yeah. So I actually got to work with some of the guys that are making the, the Katina's movie that's coming out soon. Right. And uh, just watching them... Dude, they, they're talking about light temperatures. Yeah. They're talking about fog machines so that the light rays come in right. Yeah. They're talking about their camera temperature. Yeah. It they there's so many settings that like I I probably know one percent of them. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, thank you, bro, for, for helping me set this up and uh, I know this is your second time on the show, but there's probably some people out there listening who haven't heard your episode. And so I want to give you a chance really quick to just introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about yourself and also like what your role is with the Katinas, if you could. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my name is Taryn Kutofayono. Uh, I'm t- I just turned 22, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think last year we we I did this around the same time. Really? And my birthday was like the month before okay. too. Uh I'm from American Samoa. Uh my home village right now is Poloa, but I've been here for like two and a half years now, so it's starting to be like my home is Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> uh and as far as my role with the Katinas, I'm pretty much like the tech and media guy mm-hmm. underneath Joey. Okay. So it's just it's like a seven-man team. It's the five uncles, Joey, then me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so really, whenever Joey's... Pretty much whenever we're home uh, and Joey's not here, I just kind of step in and push push faders. That's all I really have to nah, do. No, <laughs> I think you do a little more than that. You, I know uh, just from talking with, with my dad and uncles that uh, having you on the team is, is, uh, is really valuable to them and... Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that people probably have no idea is even happening that I know that you and Joey are taking care of and, um, but yeah, you, they, they, they put you to work, bro. And, um, I know it's been, it's been really a blessing having you here in Franklin. I can't believe it's been two and a half years. That's crazy. It's been, it's, and it's gone by so fast and I think it has a part to do with COVID, but also has a part to do with just like. The environment I'm in, just having fun, but still also working and just doing what I need to do. I forget that you came here like, was it 2020 when you came? Or yeah, it was March of 2020, uh, and it was I came right when the island shut down. Wow! So uh, you came, dude. You came at the craziest possible time. <laughs> I came at the worst possible yeah. time. Everything. Yeah, it was. But the weird thing was, was. The island was just shutting down. So I got on like the last flight out. And but when I got up here, my idea was like, man, America's going crazy. Mm. There's riots everywhere. Uh, I'm gonna go. I need to worry for my life. Uh, I might I might have to get a gun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh and then I got here and like, oh, wear your mask, get a vaccine. I was like, dude, there's no riots in Franklin, uh, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, luckily it was relatively calm here in Franklin during <laughs> 2020 but there definitely was some that was just a crazy time i mean yeah the the stories that you heard like all around the world where we'll never i pray we'll never hear stories like that again it was crazy well um thanks for introducing yourself man and i'm glad you're here uh this is your second time on the show so uh i guess it's been a close to a year since the last time you were here or maybe a little bit over a year so 
you know, I do have a format for first time guests and returning guests. So you've had the first time guest uh, spiel. You got your three questions. For returning guests, I only have one question, and oh. it's a uh, a question I've already asked you before. Okay. Um, but I'll ask it again. What's going on at home? What's going on at home? So I've kind of, like I said earlier, I'm starting to kind of settle with the fact that Franklin is my home for now. Uh, I do eventually plan on going back home whenever that is. Uh, but at home, it's just a lot of work. Mm. <laughs> uh so I didn't say this, but maybe a lot of the audience doesn't know this, but I live at the office. Yeah. Um, and so like whenever we need to work, I just walk outside my room and get stuff done. Uh, so, so most of the time work and a lot of people probably felt this working from home because of COVID like work does not feel like work anymore when you're doing it from home. Hmm. Like I still don't, like I still don't want to do it, but when you just like jump out like walk outside your bedroom door yeah and then just start working and then you're like oh man i want to go take a break and then you go lay down in your bedroom for 30 minutes and then it's just home home has been a lot of work and it's just like it's super busy but at the same time there's a lot of leftover time Mm. like today uh woke up Went and played football with uh, some of the Love Square guys. And then from there, went home, showered, dropped Uncle Jesse off at the airport, uh, went home, jumped on a Zoom meeting, came here. And after this, I'm supposed to go to Love Squared house to hang out with them again. Wow. Uh, it's just a, a lot of... But then at the same time, like yesterday, I don't think... I, I think I... I don't think I did a whole lot of stuff yesterday. <laughs> to just let's put it that way. Uh, so it's it's weird. Uh, it's busy, but not busy. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Listening to that, I envy you, bro. <laughs> I like. Uh, we were just talking before this, um, just about what I've been up to, and this isn't about me, but I don't have a lot of free time at all, yeah. and um, like. I miss, like, I, I have, like, fantasies of, like, man, it would be so great if I just had, like, a day off where I just had nothing to do. And so, but I, I will talk, to, I do want to ask you, because I have plenty of time in my life where I didn't have anything to do and, oh, yeah. or whatever. I guess um, I would like to ask you about, like, because it is interesting, I guess it's not super unique to be working at home, not anymore. Yeah. Um, but it you're like some people they have like a job that's outside of the house they just bring their laptop oh, home yeah, yeah. and they're working at home your literal office like and all of your co-workers or whatever are at your house yeah like that's that is unique and um i do want to ask you like how do you set up or do you have any kind of like boundaries or um, things you have in place to like, kind of make like your own space per se. Like this is not working space. This is Tere space to, to not work or to do whatever you want to do. Like, how do you, how do you set those boundaries? So, okay. So I do really want to really fast want to cover something before I answer the question. When we say I live in the office, I don't live in like a cubicle corner (laughs) in the office. Like the, the office has separate bedrooms Uh and I stay there, uh, 
and we used to have love scoring interns there. So it's yeah. I'm they're not mistreating me, guys. Yeah. Who uh, what before you who was living at the office right now? Right now it's me and Uncle John. Okay. Uh we have the extra room and we did rent it out for a little, but right now we're just using it. Yeah, for I was gonna ask because I know knew you guys had like another roommate at one point. Yeah. He's not there anymore. No, he okay. he moved uh forget where he moved well you don't have to say yeah. where he moved. Oh, actually yeah yeah let's not say where <laughs> yeah. he but so it's just you and uncle john yes. there, yeah yeah uh and now to answer your question um i'm sorry i'm trying to remember oh no was. like as far as like boundaries go for yes. for your space and workspace how, how does what's that dynamic like for you so i used to have boundaries uh and it used to be like i'd only work outside of my room mm uh eat sleep whatever play games watch tv whatever else i would do inside my room uh if it was like merch or emails or pro presenter setting up the sound equipment for hwtk uh that was i i try to keep it all outside of my room yeah um and then after a while it was just like oh i don't care anymore it's not possible <laughs> like i'm sitting i'm sitting on my couch and i get a a Text or call, hey, Teddy, can you send this to someone I need it over there in like the next 30 minutes or I need it before this? I'm just sitting in my room like, man, I don't want to get up, go walk 10, 10, 10 steps outside my door and yeah. just to open up my computer when I could just do it right here, which is super lazy. Uh, but at, this, at the same time, after you do it like a million times, just like, why am I, why do I keep walking outside when yeah. I could just do it from here? Yeah. Uh, so the the boundaries right now are just like, well, I got to do something with merch. All right, go to the merch room. I got to do something with sound. All right, go to the live, go to the studio. Yeah. Oh, anything else? Just do it for my room. Yeah, yeah. Well, bro, I I would encourage you to get some boundaries, yeah, bro. I agree. I remember. So I remember during the pandemic when I first started working from home, like I was just working in my bedroom, mm-hmm. and. I started noticing after a couple of weeks that I started having a really hard time sleeping. Um, and, you know, I'm not an expert, but I feel like it had something to do with the fact that, like, my bedroom did not, it was no longer the place where I slept. It was the place where I worked. Yeah. And so I literally started, I was still living at my parents' house at the time. I started walking, like, across the hall into, a different bedroom to work during the day like that was my work commute and and i started sleeping better after doing that once my room became like my more sacred to me yeah <laughs> but i i think we talked about this last time i was here on the we? podcast too did we i think so wow <laughs> i think at that time i i actually did have boundaries where i used to okay, only yeah. work outside my room <laughs> yeah well yeah i think your your situation is interesting just like not not everyone lives at their office. So yeah. um, you did bring something up earlier and I wanted to kind of bring this up on the podcast with different guests before, but this podcast um, is deeply rooted in the pandemic it, itself. And I know that thankfully uh, we've kind of, the world is moving, moving on and um, I know COVID's still out there, but like the pandemic is not necessarily on the forefront of everyone's mind like mm-hmm. it was for close to two years. Yeah. Um, but the the pandemic, like one kind of created the opportunity for this podcast to happen. 
um, and also created the necessity for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Welcome Home itself, it, it's, a, it's a podcast about what's going on at home because during the pandemic, that's what everyone was doing was being at home. Yeah. And I've wanted to, you know, as we're approaching like three years since the pandemic now, um, I wanted to begin asking my guests to kind of look back and reminisce with me on their experience through the, the pandemic, specifically, specifically like 2020 and early 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's one of those things for, for years to come now, people will have stories about the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you, like, I think <laughs> it, it, it never really occurred to me or, or I didn't really think about it until you just brought it up a few minutes ago. Like leaving your home and leaving your family at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic, mm-hmm. like what was that like leaving, especially leaving your family? Because I think there was a time where like when it, when everything first started in 2020, a lot of people were really scared and there was not very much clarity on like what was actually happening. What yeah. was COVID? Like, is everybody going to die? Is, yeah. is like, th- those are real questions that I had in my yeah. mind because you just don't know at that point. And so what like kind of questions, like what was going through your mind as you were leaving your family during the COVID pandemic? Dude, I was terrified <laughs> and I, I know like we were i was making jokes about it earlier like oh man all these riots and everything yeah. dude i was like genuinely scared mm-hmm. because even even Tawila, my sister who lives in vegas um like when i'd facetime her she was like oh yeah like the cvs down the street got broken in yeah. they're like breaking windows there's car fires yeah. and i was just like dude i i don't want to go up there right now during yeah. all this like our island is safe right now. Yeah. We we don't have any COVID cases. Mm-hmm. No one's freaking out. We're all we're all okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, I was like leaving, and one I I was leaving my family for like an undetermined amount of time. Uh, it was supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be uh, six months to a year, and then like my island shut down for like a year and a half or something, so I couldn't go back. Um, but even just when I was leaving, I was like, man, I don't know when I'm going to see my family next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting on the last flight off the island, so I don't know when the island's going to open up. Yeah. Like, this, I could not see them for two years. Yeah. Uh, I could go to America and get COVID and die. Yeah. Uh, it was just really scary. But at the same time, I was, like, excited because I was, I was able to I – was, I had the opportunity to come and – start work like learning about leadership and just doing the internship for love squared and getting to work with the uncles and uh it was it was scary but at the same time the opportunity was so like rare Hmm. that i was just like man i'm so excited but i'm terrified out of my mind yeah I, I can't imagine what that was like i it was it was a definitely a leap of faith that you took and um now that we're two and a half years removed from that, which again is crazy to me. I remember, I have a memory of, um, 
I was playing pickleball with my family and you, you were like, it was like your second day here in Franklin and yeah. you showed up and I was like, Oh, Teddy's here. Yeah. Um, it was weird seeing you here because the last like two times I'd seen you were in Samoa yeah. and now you were in Franklin. Um, yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, but so we're two and a half years removed now. Um, you've been here in Franklin, you did. You went through the Love Squared internship, and you've been working with the Katina since then. Uh, I'd love to ask you, like, over the last two and a half years, what are some things that, if you could put it into like a lesson, one thing that you've learned, just as a man, a young man, and as a a young professional, and like, what have you learned in your two and a half years in Franklin, away from your family, and, and working with? The Katinas, what have you learned? The biggest thing I've learned, and it's it's something the uncles always say. Uh, it's even on all the merch and everything. It's the love. It's what love squared means. Um, just loving God and loving people. And it, it sounds really simple. Like when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Like love God, love people. Like makes sense." Yeah. But the but the way I learned it, like learned it, learned it, was just being around, like, the family. Yeah. Just being around the Katinas in general, <clears throat> um, just seeing the way they treat other people with just love and kindness, and just it it even like the small things, uh, opening the door for people, asking if they need a water, uh, like even when we're at churches and the the uncles are tired, they just finished doing like three shows in two two days. And, like, people are coming up asking for pictures. And they're just like, mm. yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, dude, I'm tired. And yeah. I wasn't even on stage. Like, <laughs> how are these guys just still being so nice to people? Yeah. Um, and just seeing the effect that that had on other people. And just how happy they are. And how how kind they are back, like, in return. Um, and even being here in Franklin, it, everybody's just always got a smile. And... Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, I I think the word is enlightening. Mm. Just when you actually understand, like love God, love yeah. people. Yeah. What um, what do you miss the most about home? Definitely the family. Uh, but it's actually gotten easier because they've been able to fly up since Samoa opened. Yeah. Uh. So I guess I can't really... I mean, I do miss my family, but they're not really in Samoa anymore. So I can't say... I, I guess I can't say them. Dude, the food. <laughs> <laughs> it's unhealthy, but dude, it's so good. Yeah. And I, I I was telling the uncles this story. When I I just went in, in the summer for two weeks. And I came back and I was at my cousin's house and we were hanging out and one of them brought barbecue back mm -hmm. and I was like, Oh sick. I'm hungry. Let's eat. And we start eating and I pick up a piece of chicken and I take a bite of it and it's Turkey tail. Oh, I don't, and I don't know if you've ever had Turkey tail. Yeah. It's like, it looks like chicken, uh -huh. but it's just fat. Yeah. Like straight fat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I took a bite of it and I used to love Turkey tail. Uh -huh. I took a bite of it. and I was just like thinking to myself like, Oh my gosh. This is disgusting. <laughs> like this, it, there is straight fat in my yeah. mouth. But at the same time, I was like, I'm not going to throw this down because yeah. like, 
my cousins got it for me. Uh, yeah. And so I, I mean, I ate it, but like, dude, after that, I was like, I, I don't know if I want to try any more salmon. Yeah. I might be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you brought up the food because I have had like lots of people ask me in the past, like, what do they eat in Samoa? And I feel like I try and give good answers, but I, my answers aren't great because I never lived there. Oh, yeah. Like, outside of, like, special... Whenever I'm there, there's, like, always big things going on, special occasions. Yeah. And so people are cooking these big, extravagant meals and mm-hmm. stuff. So I'd love to ask you, like, what do, what do Samoans eat on, like... A, what does a guy like Teranuku eat on a, on a regular day in Samoa? All right. So this was my my three meals a day every single not every single day but it was pretty consistent. So I'd wake up and on my way to work I'd I'd stop by McDonald's <laughs> and get a sausage egg and cheese McGriddle and an orange juice and then I'd drive to work eat it on my way to work and that was my breakfast. Um, and then my lunch was always two teriyaki chickens or no one teriyaki chicken, uh, two scoops of rice. And turkey tail. Okay. Uh, and it 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 kind of changed. It like the main the main ones were like curry, fried chicken, teriyaki chicken, uh, turkey tail, and like rice. Right. Mm-hmm. It was there was always rice. Yeah. Um, and that's that would pretty much be my lunch and then dinner because I'd be able to go home and my mom would always make like a a nice dinner. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like healthier than everything else I eat. It'd be like uh. Some kind of fish or like uh, maybe some umu, uh, some like traditional Samoan food. Uh, but that was like just for what? Me what is traditional Samoan food? So, like, um, so umu, uh, which is like the traditional Samoan food. Uh, it's there's like pig, there's pikaki, which is uh, mackerel, I believe. Okay, and then there's like. Bosami, which is, uh, I cannot remember what the leaves are. I think that, I think they might be taro, taro leaves. Taro, yeah, I think. And like coconut milk. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Well, there's obviously taro and breadfruit, mm-hmm. bananas. And when I say bananas, I mean, you know this, but the bananas in Umu are like cooked bananas. Mm-hmm. So they're not ripe. Uh, they're not like just bananas you just right. and eat. right. Um, there's, there's more in Umu, but I can't remember right now, but then there's also like cocoa rice, which is, uh, the go-to like breakfast right. of Samoans. Yeah. Uh, there's like Spam Musubi, which mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's Samoan, Samoan, yeah. but I say it is Samoan yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then outside of like traditional Samoan food and it's not like, not even Samoan food, but everyone in Samoa eats it is like. Tuna sandwiches and siamine. Mm. Like if I if I can't get like a nice lunch, yeah, like two tuna sandwiches and a bowl. That's noodles, like the quick. Meal. That's that's yeah. my lunch. <laughs> yeah, that was my lunch, my dinner, whatever whatever I needed. Yeah, uh, tuna sandwiches and siamine. So so that's what that's what you were eating in Samoa. Yeah. Hopefully, there's people out there listening who have asked me in the past, "What do you eat in Samoa?" Well, there you go. I for straight from the mouth of a guy who who lived there and. Um, well, yeah, bro. I'm sure. It, I, I'm curious. You have an experience in life that I've never had. Well, I don't really have like you do is of like living away from home mm-hmm. and living away from family. I did for 
when I went to college, I was like two hours away. So uh, I was still in the same state, though. Um, two hours is pretty far, though. Yeah, but it's not like you. <laughs> and, um, but I would like to ask you, I feel like I've had this, I've touched on this in different conversations I've had in, on shows in the past, but I'd like to ask you now, two and a half years away from home, away from your family, um what would you say is the value that you've gotten from um, just the fact of like being away from your family out of your comfort zone like that? I will say, I think the biggest thing for me is, and I, I only realized this when I saw them in the summer, excuse me, I only saw, I only noticed this because I've been gone so long, like I noticed like the little things that changed about my my family, mm-hmm. um, whether it was like my mom doing something differently, or my brother making a little harsher jokes, or mm. like my dad uh, shrugging off more things. Mm. It 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 was like very small to them, but when I was like looking at it, I was like, "What the heck is uh. going on?" Mm. Um, I and it was is. I think the value in that alone, just like being able to see their growth. Mm. Uh, and then being able to realize it because I feel like whenever you see a person every single day and like growth, like growth is gradual, gradual. I think it's yeah. gradual. Yeah. Um, so whenever you see someone like every day, you don't really notice the things mm. that change until yeah. like, it's like a big change. Right. Um, but being able to see like the little things and like, Oh man, my mom is smiling more at this. Mm. Like when we're talking about this, like oh man, my sister is laughing at my jokes more. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then just like seeing their happiness when, when you like when you're like oh man, you're doing this now. Like yeah. oh that that's so sick. I'm so proud of you. Like yeah. oh man, uh, and then also just like the moments that you do spend with your family after spending so long away from them, they're a lot more like precious i'd say mm-hmm. um like my like this like the smallest moments even my 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 parents and my little brother flew up to washington uh when we were up there just to come and see the shows and uh hang out with me for like an, a day or two and i would have like two years ago two and a half years ago i would have never been like oh mom and dad come fly out to washington yeah. from vegas and just see me for a day or two but after like not seeing them for two like a year and a half and then be able to see them for two weeks and then i'm just like away again it's just whatever time i can spend with them i'm just like man yeah thank god you feel like you're appreciating it more definitely yeah that's cool yeah i think being like being present is something that has been a struggle in my life and something that i've i've tried to learn and teach myself and discipline myself to do and i can definitely see how being away from home can can force you to be more present, especially yeah. in those moments where you're with family and loved ones that you're not uh, necessarily with all yeah. the time anymore. Um, well, that's 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 good to hear, bro. I uh, I guess I'll move on to something different, and I I wasn't planning on talking about this tonight, but you brought it up right before we started recording. You asked me uh, when was the last time I played video games. And no. I told you, bro, it's sad to me, but it's probably been 
like at least six months since I've turned on my PlayStation, yeah. which is crazy to me. Um, but I want to ask you, I'm assuming you're still playing video yeah. games. I want to know what you're, what are you playing right now? Um, I think, I think you asked me this last time and it was, I, right now it's Apex, uh, which is like a shooting uh-huh. game, Rocket League, which is like car soccer. Um, and then this game came out recently called Chivalry 2. Okay. And it's a it's like a medieval fighting game. Oh wow. But it's like a you you can get like a 64 person game and have like 32 people play 32 people. Oh wow, that's cool. And it's like a full war. Oh wow. With like strategies and everything. It's wow. pretty sick. Um and so me and like a group of like 5 or 10 guys will jump on and that's just awesome. take over a whole war. That's cool. <laughs> what are you uh what what are you playing on? Is it PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Have you thought about getting into the PC world? It's funny that you asked this because I was actually planning, like, towards the end of the year. I'm trying to save up. Towards the end of the year, I want to eventually try and get a PC. Okay. Get get something besides my Xbox because I feel like, uh, honestly, Xbox, it's very... I mean, well, any... Between Xbox and PlayStation, they both have, like, their pros and cons. And there's a lot of, like single player games on playstation that i want to play mm. uh like spider-man okay dude i really want to play spider-man yeah. uh i think the uncharted games are only on playstation okay which i want to try those it's just and this was like this is like the biggest debate over video games is like which is better playstation or xbox right and i i think xbox has better multiplayer games mm. and playstation has better single player games so, so you're thinking about shifting to PlayStation or PC? Probably PC because it has every game. Okay. There, there's like no blocks on yeah. that. Dude, I think it's interesting that it feels like people are slowly move, Like everyone's kind of moving to PC these days. Yeah. Which is, is weird to me. Like when I was growing up, like if video games were always kind of looked at as like nerdy oh yeah but people who played on pc were like the ultra nerds yeah i do remember that i do remember that and like so like playstation or xbox or or whatever were like those were like the standard like casual gamers and then pc was like oh you're addicted to video games you're really trying yeah well now it seems like even casual gamers are starting to move towards pc um Maybe casual is not the right word, but like you don't have to be like, you don't have to be a crazy oh, yeah. nerd hermit guy to to have a to have a PC. What, what? Why are people moving to PC? I think I think it's because honestly, back in the day, having like a super crazy PC would cost you like a lot of money. Mm. But now you, I mean, and it's still quite a bit of money, but you could get like a solid PC for like a thousand to 1500. Okay. That's, I didn't know. I was going to ask that. What are they costing? Yeah. So, I mean, back in the day, you, you'd probably have to pay. And I, I don't know because I wasn't buying PCs at this time, but I'd imagine it'd be like probably like two to 5,000 just because I I remember what kind of computer I had back in that day. Uh And I, that thing could not run any kind of games. Yeah. And I know that one was pretty expensive, yeah, yeah. so I could not imagine like a PC, right. like a gaming PC back in the day. How much? Um, 
Do you know how much the new, like if you want to buy a brand new PS5 today, how much it costs? Oh, it's like a brand new PS5. So it's retail is like 500 bucks, I think. Uh, which is the same as the new Xbox. Is it still but hard to get it retail? Dude, you you can't walk into stores and still? get it. Still, like a year and a half later or something, wow. you, they they still have like a huge backlist. Dude, of just, that is a problem. That it's a huge problem. Yeah. Like people are trying to buy your things, but you don't have them. Is it that they don't have the inventory, or is it that like resellers are just snatching them up? So I do know that during COVID. Like, I forget what they're called, but there are these little chips, and they were just super, like, hard to come by. I do remember there was a chip shortage. Yeah, and that's why, like, car prices were going up, uh-huh, because yeah. they couldn't make any new cars. Uh, I think they're using a similar chip, or something made out of the same materials that we uh-huh. were not having uh, in PS5s. Mm-hmm. And that's why PS5 could not, like, make enough okay. consoles for everybody. Uh, but, like, dude, it's been so long yeah that's why crazy. is this still happening that's crazy man well um it's good to talk video games with you i yeah i hope that like someday in my life i'll have enough free time to wear because i really do miss like i do miss the escape of of the video games like especially single player games that was kind yeah. of my thing i like i, I was never like a great multiplayer like especially like the shooter games like i was average at best like if i spent a lot of time at a game i could become like average at that but like so my competitive nature i didn't like get as invested into those as i did like some of the single player games that i would play growing up and i miss like just being able to escape into like the virtual world and um, so I hope that I'll, I'll be able to have time to, to do that again one day. I'll ask one more question about video games because, and this is kind of, um, kind of about them, but kind of a, a bigger conversation as a whole, just about technology. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like VR is becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Uh, virtual reality for those who don't know what VR is. Um, and I've not had much experience with VR, but from my understanding, like the video games that they're able to make on VR is becoming better and better. And I think they're only going to continue to get better. Yeah. Do you see like eventually video games becoming 100% VR in in, say 15, 20 years from now? I, I can definitely see it. Honestly... Uh, short answer, yes. Uh-huh. Um, just because at the point we're at now and at the rate we're evolving technology, yeah. like, dude, 30 years ago, a smartphone would be magic. Hmm. <laughs> like, being yeah. able to have a computer in totally. your hand. Totally. Um, and so, like, what's going to what's gonna come in the next 30 years? Mm-hmm. Something that's magic now, VR. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's just like the and the way that like some of these VR games are I've I've seen a couple I've played a couple okay um the there's like physics in them now mm-hmm. uh it's like the only thing that's not the only thing that makes me know that I'm in a video game is the fact that I can feel a giant head like headset on my face yeah. 
and that the graphics aren't like perfect. Yeah. Um, but even now, they just—I think they just—they just released like Unreal Engine Five. Did they? And just with that alone, dude. So Unreal, I you do you know Unreal Engine? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like a like a program programming. Uh, like software. Software yeah. that they they use to make the the video the, the graphics graphics and visual yeah. games video games. Man, yeah. I am struggling. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, and so. Up until like a year ago, everything was on Unreal Engine four, uh-huh. and now that they have five out, graphics wow. they they showed they showed it at a at like like a, one of the cons like a game okay. a video game con, and dude, I I thought I was looking at like a real life yeah person yeah it's amazing what they're able to do yeah and they were like the customization that you could make with the person you could like move every single freckle on their face every wow. single hair. And like the way the lighting came, it bounced off your skin and hit like your hand if you held it up. Wow, it was, dude, it's crazy. I did see too that um, Mark Zuckerberg just like released like the first photos of uh, Meta's new headset. Yeah, um, which it looks really cool. I don't know what it's like. I've never like used. Well, I have put on a headset once in my mm-hmm. life. Um, it was a long time ago and it's kind of wonky. So I don't know if that was a good representation of of what it's like now, but like big companies like facebook meta and i know like amazon sony um microsoft all the big tech companies are investing a lot of money into developing their vr experiences which i think they're going to become very very good and very convincing and i'm very curious to like obviously people are a lot there's a lot of people out there addicted to video games Mm -hmm. but also just people who love who just love video games as like an escape for an hour a day or whatever it is. And I'm curious how much video games are going to, as like us, the video game generation grows up and Mm -hmm. gets older and become parents and like uh, working members of society, but still love video games. How different the world's going to be as like gamers get older and, um, and also, like, VR becomes the norm. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do when... I don't think it's... I don't think it's crazy to say that, like, at some point, VR and video games are going to become so good and so fun and so entertaining that it's going to be, be- like, better than reality to some kids. Like, what are we going to do when we reach that? Maybe we already have reached that point and, and we just don't know it yet. Like, I'm sure there's some kids, there's, I know for a fact, there's plenty of kids yeah. and not even just kids, like people who would much rather spend their night playing video games or yeah. playing Minecraft or whatever, <laughs> than going out and being social or yeah. whatever. I wonder what we're going to do though, when like it becomes so seamless and so convincing that, it, that there's almost no difference between reality and, and yeah. VR. That so I've I actually have thought about that a lot because I feel like like you said I feel like we're it's kind of already in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this might be like a weird analogy, but you know how like people that really love books and read like a a book a day or like the like fantasy books, not like yeah. uh, educational books. They're like, oh man, it's like I can escape and be a mm-hmm. character, a fictional character in a right. book. 
uh, I think a lot of a lot of people or a lot of just a lot of people are like imagining themselves in video games. Mm. Like, oh man, what if I was this? What if I was Spider Man swinging through uh-huh. New York, Manhattan, just saving people's lives? Or man, what if I was this super cool Viking that yeah. uh, wins all his fights mm-hmm. and I think that's like a small aspect in why a lot of people love video games is because you can be this whole other character and without any kind of consequences to right. what you do. Right. Um, and I, th- I think it's like slowly start starting to get to that point where people are like, oh man, I'd rather play games all night than go and hang out with people. Right. But at the same time, I, I also... Cause Personally, I I do still play a lot of video games, and I probably I definitely play more than an hour a day, mm-hmm. but I never play like by myself. Mm. Um, I only play video games when like my brothers on or my okay. cousins are on. There's usually like four or five people that I'm right. playing with at a time. Um, so it's still a social experience for you, f- at least for me personally. Yeah. Just because, uh, g- genuinely, I hate playing video games by myself. Mm. Uh, even sometimes single player games, I'll like have to play a single player game at the same time as my friend, so that we can like talk about yeah this the game yeah um, I know what you're talking about yeah and I feel like I feel like at least for me that stems from like when I was younger we didn't have online games mm. like you wanted to play with your friends you'd come over play uh, together yeah. and then like you'd talk while you're playing yeah, and yeah. talk trash with your friends uh-huh. but like now. Like you can play by yourself or uh-huh. play with random people right. like thousands of miles away, and but like I'd much rather play with like honestly probably some of my like my best friends, yeah, um, yeah. and some of them I've never even met, huh. uh, so I think I think there's like a positive side of video games like these people are thousands of miles away and i'm still talking to them like every night hanging out. So you have uh like gamer friends that you've never met in IRL, yeah. And so, so like most of them I've met through friends that I do know in real life. Um, like there's a group of guys in Hawaii that one of my friends that moved to Hawaii, Uh he met them and then they became friends and then I became friends with them because of him. Okay. And we've been playing games for the past like four years because of that. Yeah. Uh, Some of my, some of my favorite videos to watch are like videos of guys who have been like video game buddies for years but yeah. never met in real life yeah and then they finally meet have you ever seen those videos i have so those i love watching those because it's so interesting like when you're playing online with someone mm-hmm. you don't really know you don't know what they look like yeah you don't know hardly anything about their lives uh only what they want to share with you yeah. and then seeing that that those relationships can become so real and important to people that they're willing to like fly across the country yeah. or even across the globe just to meet them. That's so interesting yeah. to me. And it's crazy. It, it's funny because I actually just met one of, one of, well, two of my, two of my gaming friends Oh wow! Uh, on my way back to Samoa. I met up with them in Hawaii. What was that like? Dude, on the videos, it looks so nice, right? Uh-huh. It's kind of awkward to be honest. Because... Yeah. I, I mean, I know this dude. I've talked to him for the past three years. Like, 
I I helped him when he was down. He helped me when I was mm. down. Like we're 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 like good friends, right? Like some like almost best friends. Yeah. And this is the first time I've seen this man in yeah, person. That is awkward. But at, at the same time, it was funny because uh, we were meeting up somewhere, and me and the me and my other friend that I was staying with, we were we were already there, and all I hear is, Ta-da! and I turn around and my this dude's just standing there. He's like six four, and he's just got his arms <laughs> spread out. And I was like, "What the heck?" That's, awesome. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, that that's a cool that's a cool experience to have. I, I think um, it'd be really interesting to watch where video games go in the in the coming years. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we'll. I wasn't planning on talking about video games as long as we did, but we can end there, man. And um, before we end, I just want to say thank you, bro. And again, can't believe it's been two and a half years. I've seen a lot of growth in you, bro, in Thanks, the last man. two and a half years. And I want to thank you for being here. And uh, Thank you for helping me get this set up. Bro. No problem. Yeah, dude, I, I I really do want to thank you just for doing the podcast. Mm. I do know it's a lot of work, and adding now the camera aspect, there's a lot more to edit. And I really just want to thank you for everything you do, uh, and inviting me, of course, and having me here, and just being you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Thank no you so much. We'll do this again sometime. Yes, sir. All right. I'll be a pro with the camera by the next time you come in. I'll be a professional video gamer. Yeah, (laughs) So those of you listening, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back with more episodes soon. Have a great day.